am beyond excited to have Ashley Fontes Comber with me today on the Athlete Mindset Podcast. It's going to be awesome and fun. So welcome, Ashley. Thanks for being here with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So I started to get to know of you at the Soccer X convention this last November. And there were some things that I, I mean, there were many things I loved about sitting in on your panel and just listening to you talk. One thing that I really loved, and I'm going to get into that in a minute because I want to introduce you formally first. I'm see, I'm so excited. I'm getting in front of myself because I'm like, who is Ashley? I already know, but y'all probably don't know. So let me just do that first because I'm excited to jump in. So with over 24 years of experience in the sports industry, Ashley Fontes Comber is a barrier-breaking leader, founder, speaker, scholar, and advisor who is passionate about advancing women's soccer and challenging the status quo. She's the owner and CEO of Tallahassee Reckoning, the professionally operated women's soccer franchise that is breaking geographic and institutional barriers in the sport. Is that you, Ashley? <laughs> a little bit, I think. That's part of me. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's go there. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. There's so many aspects to you, and I think it's important for those of us, especially women, women of color in sports, in the soccer industry, to be sometimes put into boxes, put into certain situations. How else would you talk about yourself or name your identities besides what I just read? Yeah, I'm a free spirit, just a a lover of life, live it to the fullest, surround myself by my family and friends and, and guided by my spirituality, I think. I love that. I love that. See, there's already a depth to who you are as a person. And I think people need to know that we're not just workhorses. We're not just robots. We don't just go out there and produce and there's more to us. And it's important to actually have something like all of the things, spirituality, free spirit, who you are to help guide the purpose behind the work. So I really, really appreciate that. So let me get back to what I was saying before. So (laughs) I did... Start to know of you at Soccer X in November. We were both there. We both spoke on panels. It was great for me to be able to sit on in on yours. There was something that I loved about, about it and that spoke to my heart directly in that there's something about you want to start things. You want to like groundbreak, start things, and then put people in position to take it from there. I might be misquoting, but that's kind of what I got from it. Is that what you were saying or did I mishear? Yes. No, you're right. I do. I enjoy creating opportunities for others. And I can expand on that. It like This is... I think it's driven by my own personal experiences with opportunities not existing for me. And mm. I've had to go out and create them for myself. For example, like the original Women's Professional League, WUSA, folded right before I graduated college. Mm-hmm. So there was no professional league to play in or work for, right? So it was almost like being on a road that just abruptly ended. Um, and there's no continued pathway or bridge to cross. So I think that stuck with me a bit. And also, you know, and I will touch on it later, but just observing what my father went through and opportunities or non-opportunities. So there was this concept of how do you get opportunity and where are those equitable spaces within them? So using that and jumping into when I started working with USL semi-pro team, DC United Women, uh-huh. and transformed it into the Washington Spirit, which is a founding member of the NWSL. 
Mm-hmm. It was cool to, you know, okay, we can, at the time it was grinding to create something that didn't exist. And it was just the belief and the conceptualization of, hey, we want to create where it is now. NWSL, historic league. I mean, everything that's happening, it's like, that was our crazy belief when we were in there grinding, right? Same way with the Girls Academy League. We created that out of necessity and I made sure we did it the right way for the players and by the players. And then, you know, this is all connected with FSU Women's Soccer to get there at the turn of the program in 99 to set the records that essentially laid the foundation to the dynasty that it is today. And you don't quite know what you're doing when you're doing it, what you're creating. But then when you look back, you're like, holy smokes, like these are highly coveted roles now or institutions to be a part of. And I'm like, all right, I think I kind of found my niche. I love serving people. And then being able to create these opportunities, I'm like, all right, let's keep going. Where are those needs? Where do they lie in terms of who needs more equitable spaces and opportunities and how do we create them? No, it's amazing. I mean, I don't want to like minimize what you just said, but it sounds like there's a way that you are moved by creating spaces and opportunities in a way that you never had. Like that's the Mm. purpose behind it. That's what keeps you going. And then you just do it. But then you look back and like, wait, wait, what did we just do? And like, how are we doing this? And how are we putting people in position to be in their strengths and be able to contribute from that spot? I think is really, really cool. I mean, belief stood out for me when you were talking, doing it the right way. You spoke a little bit about your spirituality. How, if at all, is your spirituality and your belief about what you're doing connected? Sure. So... When we work, we work, right? And I think that's where we need to leave it. Like work is work, but we have one life to live, right? And we all have a choice in how we want to live that life. Regardless of our circumstance, we always have a choice. So I do feel like serving others is something that does guide me in wanting to be a better human being. And that's because of my spirituality of just be a good human. It's literally that simple. Just be <laughs> yeah. a good human, right? That doesn't mean we're perfect. I've made several mistakes and I've learned from them, but treat people well. So hopefully they're going to then carry that forward and, and make impact in others' lives or the choices that they make as well. I love that. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated or complex, <laughs> no, right? right? It doesn't. No, no. Yeah. no. And I think people can get caught up in that and overthink it and not be attached to a deeper meaning that then can help guide them. So I think that's so important to hear from you. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Tallahassee Reckoning. Oh gosh, what a dream project this is. Mm. It's so interesting to me because like I've had the national experience and the experience in metropolitan areas. And it was always, again, like we've been talking about, served by a purpose to create opportunity. And then being in Tallahassee for a second time in for seven years now, I'm like, gosh, it's just not fair the way we have systems that I've contributed to, how we have them set up because it leaves out areas like Tallahassee, these smaller like markets. Mm -hmm. How do these kids get access to access to those opportunities, to the elite opportunities and how we've built the youth system and to be able to get to college and pros, like you need to live in the right area, have the right resources, have the right family structure, the transportation, all this. So 
now that we know officially for my family at Tallahassee's home, it's like, well, let's fix this. Let's solve it. And that's how Tallahassee Reckoning emerged. It was these stories of hearing and watching these players over seven years and then doing more research and looking back that, hold on, this isn't a new problem. This is something that's existed for decades where one of my teammates back in 2001, she's local from Tallahassee. And it's rare for a kid from Tallahassee to play at Florida State. How did you get here? She was commuting to guest play for a team in Boca. And that's like eight hours away. It's like, I, I know. Oh my I God. Don't even get it. So, yeah, there's definitely a let's solve this to set out breaking geographic and institutional barriers. Let's bring the resources to our local players here so they don't have to go four or five hours away to chase their dreams. Like, we can service them here. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's build it for them, build it around them, build mm-hmm. it with them. So it continues when we're all gone, it'll still be here. And based on them, we are centering everything else around them. So youth to pre-professional, and then we are in conversations to build a facility. Fingers crossed. We're really pushing to make sure that goes through. And then we will bid to go pro. Like, that's what we want to do. We want to essentially end up creating a world-renowned development center for female soccer players here in Tallahassee, which... You you speak that now, just like we did back with in the Washington Spirit days. We speak that now, and it is crazy, right? But right. ten years, let's catch up and look back at where we are. Let's let's for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this athlete mindset premium episode preview. To get the full episode, you can subscribe to the athlete mindset premium podcast for ten dollars per month. You can do so by visiting sportse.io backslash athlete. Again, that's sportse.io backslash athlete. 